Hi again, everybody. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Employment Notebook, where we speak with our expert guests on a variety of topics related to employment and the workplace. One area of importance rests on the recognition of employees and its effects on performance and satisfaction. The question always exists, however, are employers doing it all wrong? Barbara Milheiser joins us today and talks about the right and wrong ways of recognition. Barbara is a partner at People Results and has over 15 years of human resources experience, including key leadership roles in rewards and recognition. Barbara, it's great to have you on LJN Radio today. Glad to be here. Thanks. Well, as I mentioned, recognition being an important aspect uh, in a lot of workplaces now, but we always like to know what our expert guests think. What does it mean to hear that term, whether it's recognition or leadership? So for you, how do you define recognition and, and what is its true importance in the workplace? Well, at its core and at its most simple, recognition is basically appreciation for contributions. It can be as simple as a thank you. It can be as elaborate as a recognition dinner or awards, things like that. And I think that, you know, why it's important is that it's been shown to be the most cost-effective impact on employee engagement that there is. All right. Sounds good. And uh, as you've probably seen and heard as well, there are plenty of articles out there and people talking about this subject. Now, you took a little bit different tact with something you had written, um, the idea that maybe people are doing it wrong in some way, shape, or form. You looked at sort of some of the fallacies that come about with recognition and why it should be done or to whom it should be utilized. Can you give us maybe a couple of examples of what you think are some of those fallacies? Sure. I think most people inherently understand that recognition is important, that they should be doing it, and they in most cases do it, but maybe get it wrong. And I'd say the cardinal sin about recognition is, first of all, the assumption that recognition equals a paycheck. I mean, not getting fired is not the same as recognizing someone's contribution. We all know that money is not necessarily a very good motivator. People enjoy more autonomy, decision-making, interesting work, good teams, managers, and appreciation for their contribution. So beyond a paycheck, you need to be able to tell your employees or tell people in your organization when they do a good job and recognize their contributions and their behaviors. So that's the number one thing that I see go wrong. Sure. Other things that go wrong are too much recognition too thin, and it really dilutes the power of recognition. Okay. If you're spreading your recognition across populations too thinly, then performance doesn't really stand out and everything is recognizable, then people just sort of dumb down their performance. Mediocrity becomes sort of the new bar. Mm -hmm. And what that really does to your star performers is they give up. They say, well, you know, I'm going to get kudos no matter what I do. I'm going to stop putting in the extra effort or I'm going to feel like my extra effort isn't valued and I'm going to leave. So that's another problem I see with recognition as well. That's definitely an interesting one to bring up is the idea of sort of what is that expectation that is going to be recognized versus, quote unquote, just doing your job, which is great. I mean, we want you to do your job, but being recognized for it, I think that is that gray area. You mentioned sort of spreading across the the recognition too thin. I'm somebody that personally, if I'm hearing it too often, I sort of start to question if it's authentic, if it's genuine. Do you see that as being an issue where people just don't take it seriously anymore? or, Or how would you phrase that? Sure. It can, it can kind of be like the, the rat in the cage that, you know, presses the button and gets the reward. I think that, you know, in, in terms of recognition and making it meaningful, number one, you really have to recognize your stars. And mm-hmm. there's a, there is a tendency to say, well, 
that person, Joe always gets recognized. He knows he's good. Right. He doesn't need to hear it from me. And it's, it's sort of the, the pretty girl without the prom date syndrome. <laughs> uh, people just assume that that person knows how good they are and knows they do a good job and is the paragon of performance. But what happens if, is if you say, well, we're not going to give it to Joe because Joe always gets recognition. We're going to give it to Sally, who does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. If you hold Sally up as the example for performance, well, Joe's irritated because he's gone the extra mile. And then everyone's a little confused as to why um, sort of a mediocre performance is is getting recognized. So there's that aspect, too, is that you really want to call out above and beyond behavior, not only to engage your stars and, and reward them and con- have them continue to put forth that extra effort, but to make it clear and transparent about what your bar is for your expectations. Now, I've also heard the argument that uh, in trying to recognize maybe some of those middle-level employees, that it's a way to try to build them up, to give them confidence, to push them forward. Do you see that as actually being effective or is it more of, as you said, the impact being, oh, I'm doing fine. I don't really have to do anything more. Well, I think it depends on your ability to do that very in a very timely way. Okay. If you catch someone in the act of doing something fantastic relative to their normal performance and you can do that with immediacy, I think absolutely. If you're at the end of the year performance review and you're kind of giving recognition based on a year's worth of performance and there were those one or two standout moments, people don't have the ability to connect those one or two standout moments with the recognition and it loses its power. Sure. So to the extent that you have the the mechanism to do that immediately and with feedback and make it meaningful, I think, yes, absolutely. Um, catch people in the act of doing something great for them um, and that, that retains its power. So going back then to, you mentioned obviously the stars getting recognition and, and the idea that, hey, they should be recognized for what they're doing and taking that next step. You brought up a concern in that article that some people have that, well, they're going to get a big head. They're going to become full of themselves and that's going to create more problems. Is there a way to make sure you avoid that from happening or is that just a paranoia on many employers' part? Well, I think that, you know, constant recognition is um, not a bad thing if the performance is there. However, I think that if you are getting to the point where you're constantly recognizing your star for doing the same job, okay. um, then you haven't challenged yourself in terms of succession planning and in terms of growth and development for that person. Recognition serves a purpose for a point, but eventually it becomes a part of a person's job. So what you want to do with your stars is continue to challenge and develop them. And then as they attain new levels of performance in those roles and those stretch objectives, then you recognize that. I'm glad you brought that up because that's another aspect that we've heard from individuals before is that, well, I'm doing well and I'm getting recognized. Then they continue to give me more work and more responsibility. And that's great in one way. But on the other side, I look at, you know, the average Joe who's just doing his job and they sort of leave him alone and he's, he's happy and comfortable with what he's doing. Where's the balance there as far as adding that workload of responsibility and, and how it looks as recognition versus just extra work for somebody? Right. And that's really another issue I see with recognition is oftentimes companies or organizations substitute recognition for a poor pay policy or a poor performance management or succession planning or development program. So if your primary engagement tool is recognition, I think you'll fall flat. Um, (laughs) If your primary engagement tool is around talent development and career development and growth and challenging assignments and those things, 
with recognition added to the mix, mm-hmm. you'll be much more successful. So in terms of, you know, employee just doing their job and, and being and doing a good job and being recognized for it, there are people who for them that's fulfilling. There are people in your organization and you need to do a good job of identifying who they are who will want to take on the next challenge, take on the next assignment, grow and continually challenge themselves. And those are the people you need to pay attention to in terms of succession planning and development and exposure to networks and to other opportunities. And recognition is a piece of that, sure. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be the primary piece of your recognition strategy is the only way that you recognize those people. Right. No, I think that definitely makes sense. And to your point, uh, that might be a a mistake some employers or managers are making out there. So hopefully that sort of uh, alerts them to what might be happening there. On the flip side of it's in the realm of recognition, but it's sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I've spoken with individuals on this show in past episodes that we talk about the idea of pessimism or sort of this people wanting to hear the negative. And I think I feel I fall into that category of I want to know what I need to be better at. I don't need to hear the praise necessarily. I don't need a recognition all the time because I'm doing this or that. Where does that fall into play with this? Is that a delicate balance of you know, being able to push somebody by using sort of the, the you know, areas you can improve comment versus recognizing them for what they have done? Well, I think they're sort of the, the two sides of one coin. Right. And negative feedback is something we tend to be really good at at the once a year performance review. Sure. We hash up all the things that <laughs> Joe did very poorly back in February. And it's lost its power because it's not meaningful, it's not relevant, it's not in, you know, in time context. And the same is true with recognition. It doesn't really make sense to sort of sit down at the end of the year. And a football coach wouldn't sit down at the end of the year and review last week's game at the end of the year and say, well, this is what we need to do better. He would do it in real time. Both feedback, positive and negative, work that way. The closer they are to the event, the more in proportion they are to the event. And the more uh, relevant and timely they are, the more power they have. And people tend to, to want to concentrate on you know, what they need to do better. And that's, that's great for development. But what organizations and managers tend to be really good at is having those conversations. What they don't tend to be really good at is remembering to say thank you. They just assume, hmm. well, they have a job and they're showing up for their job and they get a paycheck. So they know they're doing a good job. We need to do a better job of telling people your contributions I really appreciate your results. What you did last week on the project was, you know, really saved us some time. Sure. Those kinds of things. Very simple, can be free. We just don't take the time to do it. Oh, I love that football analogy. That's, that's part of the reason I love sports is you get that immediate feedback, either it's from a coach or from the other team and whether or not you're doing well or poorly. So uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Another fallacy that's been brought up or maybe a potential misbelief that someone has regarding recognition is that, well, this person who is a star and everybody's kind of praising them and talking about how good they do, it's not really going to matter what I do as far as recognition. They're not going to notice it. Why do you think that's not really the case, especially if, you're, if it's coming from an employer or a manager in some case? And the danger in that is everybody think, thinks the same thing. And if everyone thinks the same thing, then he's not getting, that person's not getting recognized at all. Well, right. hey, you know, my kudos won't matter because he's getting it from all directions. Well, if everyone thinks that, then he's not getting any <laughs> and he's wondering, why am I putting forth the extra effort? I'm, I'm not being appreciated and I'll just pick up stakes and go somewhere else. So I don't really see the, the problem in, I don't think there's any such thing as too much recognition as long okay. as it's contribution and results related. It's in the context. It's proportional to the results. 
and it's it's meaningful and authentic. There's there is such a thing as too much false praise. I don't think there's too much good, well-intended recognition. I like that. I like the differentiation there of false praise of sort of just throwing it out there because, or I don't know, maybe trying to build somebody up. I think that is a, an important area to differentiate there. Another question I had here regarding recognition is even those quote unquote worst employees, do you need to recognize them in some way to try to raise them up? Do you do you just focus on areas they need to improve? And where is that line? And, and I understand that at some point you might need to cut ties with those quote unquote worst employees, but I do believe in the idea that you're only as good as your worst employee, worst teammate, whatever you want to phrase it that way. Where does that fall in the line as far as recognition? I think in done in the wrong way, it can be very damaging okay. because I think you can continue a an untenable situation if you're giving recognition for the wrong thing or if you're keeping around someone out of loyalty or they've just been here for a really long time and you know they've they've know where all the bodies are buried, so we just need to keep them here and keep them happy and we'll give them a, a title and a salary raise every few years just just to keep them because it's it's harder to deal with you know, leveling someone down or really, you know, reviewing their job responsibilities and, and really understanding where they belong in the organization. It's, it's just easier not to think about it. Sure. And I think if recognition is feeding into that, then you're setting yourself for a very, you know, a long-term problem. It's very difficult to untangle and it's never a good conversation. I think, you know, in that situation, if you've had somebody who's been around for a long time and really their salary and maybe their title has outpaced their responsibilities, you need to take a hard look at what that means in terms of bringing someone down to the right level commensurate with their responsibilities because you've got a problem with that person, but you've also got an equity problem among employees. If everyone else with that title is doing a, a, a you know a vastly different job and is being paid differently, then, then that's you know a legal risk and that's an sure. equity issue and that's an engagement issue. So if your recognition is feeding into that sort of inflated position, then you're not doing yourself a service. I think what needs to happen is you reframe the responsibilities, you reframe what that job looks like and what the person's contributions are, and what the goals are for developing in that job. So if they're happy doing that job, then then they understand the rewards and the, the title that goes with that. However, if they're interested in challenging themselves, then you set goals and you recognize them based on the achievements of those challenges. You know, obviously, in, in talking with you, I hope our listeners can understand that while it may seem like a, a simple part of a position of being a, a manager, an employer, this idea of recognition, uh, there are so many ins and outs and and different specific scenarios. Uh, so I'm glad we've been able to talk about this and touch on some of those. And hopefully it will help our listeners out there who are in these positions. We are getting low on time. I wanted to give you, though, the floor here at the end to just give us a, a wrap-up uh, statement or something that you think would be nice to emphasize at the end of the show as a takeaway for our listeners, uh, just based on the conversation we've had and, as you've mentioned, the importance of recognition. Sure. I appreciate it. You know, First of all, I think that it's, it's easy to overthink. And you know, I don't think sorry is the hardest word. I think thank you is sometimes the hmm. hardest word. And it may be as simple as thanking someone, noticing their contributions, letting them know that they were noticed. If, if you don't take uh, recognition any further than that, that's a huge first step, just recognizing the power of acknowledgement. And then secondly, you know, you don't have to have a formal program. There don't have to be budgets or review committees assigned to recognition. It can be as simple as, you know, sending out an email, thanking a team for a job well done. It can be free. It can be, you know, very cost effective and at the same time, very powerful. 
you know, I would kind of wrap up uh, my thoughts with the last fallacy I see often is an over-reliance on cash um, in terms mm. of recognition. People think they have to give give uh, gifts or cash, and, and cash really doesn't have any staying power. Public recognition and just the, the simple authentic thank you are um, all you really need to do. All right. Well, that's perfect. With that, we will bring this edition of Employment Notebook to a close. Again, we've been discussing recognition gone wrong in some cases and also getting some often better strategies for you to try out if you're in a position to give some recognition. Our expert guest today has been Barbara Milheiser. She's with People Results. Barbara, thanks again for sharing your thoughts and experience with us here on the subject. Anytime. I appreciate the time. And as always, for those listening, go ahead and send us some suggestions and feedback to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. We always like to hear from you. You can also connect with us on Twitter. Find us over at at the LJN. And you can also use the hashtag LJNRadio to engage in some conversations as well. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. 